The book of Mark, if you would please. Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11, and we'll look at verse number 24 again tonight. Um, the Bible has a lot to say about faith. And there are a lot of people who throw the word faith around in a very generalized way. Others use it in a real vague way. Um, the world has adopted a word from the Bible, as they have done many words from the Bible, this word faith. And so you got folks who don't know anything about God, you know, talking about faith this and faith that. And you know, somehow, you know, the true meaning of faith, the true purpose of faith, um, it, it gets lost on a lot of people. It, it gets lost in the in the shuffle and the and you know what it really is and, and and what it's for. Last week we talked about how every born again believer is not just in the ministry but is a leader according to the model of leadership that Jesus brought to us, the one of servant leadership, and how leaders are to solve problems. Some of the wealthiest people on planet Earth are people who figured out how to solve everyday problems. Amen. Amen. Make things easier, more convenient, more profitable, and yet, we as leaders in the body of Christ and in this world are to solve problems, but we're to solve them by faith. Jesus solved problems for people, and He did it by faith, and He set the example for us, and He included us. Everything Jesus did by faith, He did not to show off His faith, but to demonstrate for you yours, what your faith will do. And, and how to use it and how to function in it. Now, the devil is a deceiver. He's a liar. He's a trickster. And, and one of the ways that I think he's deceived a lot of folks when it comes to this whole thing of faith is that it, it's that whole mystery surrounding it. And what does it really mean to believe and not doubt? And what does it really mean to this and that? You know, And I think sometimes we, we have been deceived into way overcomplicating faith and and I point to a, or I have pointed to a lot of things along the way but if you remember the two greatest examples of faith Jesus witnessed in 33 years on this earth was a centurion Roman soldier non-Jewish man and a Syrophoenician or a Canaanite woman. They weren't born again. They weren't spirit-filled. They weren't church members. None of that. So that tells me a lot of the things that we think faith is, maybe it's not after all. Maybe we should look at their example and, and what we see from their example is not something complicated or complex, but we see something very genuine, very pure, very honest 
and very simple. Amen. I don't tell you that to frustrate you. That I, I tell you that to, to excite you. Okay? Um, let me just talk to you. I want to read the verse, but let me talk to you for a minute. Okay? I, if, if we get there, I'm going to read that verse to you in multiple translations tonight because I want you to see and hear what the Spirit of the Lord is, is saying to us and, and, and Jesus saying to us. In, in that verse. But we see that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So the idea, again, is not complicated in a natural, physical way. People tell you something and then you choose whether or not you believe what they tell you. Somebody says to you, hey, can you meet me at 7 o'clock on Saturday? I got, a, I got a job for you to take about four hours. And um, I'll pay you a hundred bucks. Well, again, if you're interested and available, you hear what that person says, now you've got a choice to believe. You know, you, you may show up at 7 o'clock Saturday morning and, and, and he's nowhere to be found. You may show up at 7 o'clock Saturday morning, he shows up 7.45, works you eight hours and gives you 50 bucks. It's not trustworthy. What he tells you isn't true. Are you... Are you, are you, are you but... In this simple example, you know, we see that somebody has said something to you and now you've got a choice to make on whether or not you're going to believe them. So, a man's word is only as good as, as the man himself. And, and, if, and if you know this person to have exaggerated in the past or promised things in the past that they didn't deliver on and, and so forth and so on, well then you may have a, a good bit of doubt as to whether or not what they've told you is actually going to come to pass, come to fruition, that he's going to fulfill his word. So when we talk about faith in God, we see that faith comes by or is aroused by, awakened in our hearts by what God has said. Now, when, when God says you're healed or when God says if you do this, this is what's going to happen. We, we, again, it's the same choice. Are we going to believe Him or not? But He's put within us the capacity, the measure of faith, to hear what He says and respond to it. Now, that faith can lay dormant in us. And, and even if what He says awakens it, we can still refuse to step out and follow through on what He said. But the bottom line of it is this. Faith is responding to what God has said. That's the simplest way I know how to explain faith. Amen. And we see that what God says can be trusted 
because of who said it. Remember, it's impossible for God to lie. I heard Bill Winston say it this way, and it's kind of comical and it make you think about it, but he said that doesn't just mean God chooses not to lie. He means it's impossible for Him to lie. It's Wednesday, but if God walked in here, this is what Bill Winston said, if God walked in here and said today's Tuesday, He wouldn't be lying, it would become Tuesday. Because there's power in what He says to produce what He says. So we see that when God speaks, it's not that He's told the truth 98% of the time. He's told the truth 100% of the time. He's never said anything that wasn't true. He's never made a promise to you that, that, he, that he cannot fulfill or has not fulfilled because in the New Testament, the Bible says all of His promises are yes and amen. Yes and so be it. You don't have to ask God if it's His will to perform one of His promises in your life. It's, he's already said yes. So I know, again, this simple way of, of visualizing faith But we said it begins with God and then God has spoken to you. Faith comes by hearing what God has said and responding to it. Now once we hear what He says and we respond to it, we have not only had our faith activated, but by responding to what He said, we've released our faith. We're not going to receive another offering, so don't think this is about trying to get another offering out of you. But if you gave in the offering tonight, my prayer is that you did it by faith. People give for all kinds of crazy motives. Wrong motives. That's why the Bible said God loves a cheerful giver. He obviously can't please Him without faith. So if we give apart from faith, right, or if we give to be seen, if we give to be patted on the back, all of those things Jesus said, you already have your reward, right? But if we give sincerely from a heart of faith based on what Father has said, amen, then you released your faith tonight by responding. Are you following what I'm saying? If you paid your tithes, you believe what God said about paying your tithes, you responded. You released faith in that action. But now listen, the number one and most basic way faith is released is through speaking. It's, it's through speaking words out of your mouth. Amen. If you notice, even before we gave, I'm speaking words of faith out of my mouth over the offering, over you, over your finances, over the gifts that are given. We're calling them blessed. We're calling them in. We're calling them increased. We're calling gift and giver multiplied. Are you following what I'm saying? We're releasing our faith by the words that we're speaking even before the offering is given. So that everything that we're doing, we're, we're doing by faith. Now, we see in Scripture that it is possible, because with God all things are possible, that the harvest from your seed can actually come before you plant the seed. That doesn't always happen, but it is possible. It happened 
with me most memorably, I guess I'm trying to think of other times, I'm sure it's happened more than this, but there was uh, a brother who um, liked my tie. I hope it's okay with you guys. I, I haven't been wearing a lot of ties this summer. I get so hot when I preach, I sweat. It ruins my ties and my shirts. And so I've been just going with the jacket and open collar. I'll get back to the ties. I like my ties. Pam's got me a lot of nice, beautiful ties. All right. But I had this really beautiful tie on. And to be honest with you, it was one of my favorite ties. Well, somebody casually mentioned that, you know, they like the tie. And the Lord spoke to me, you know, to sew that tie into his life. So after church, you know, I, nobody's kind of watching. I took it off. I rolled it up, did it in my hand. I said, look, brother, I, I just want to bless you with this sewed into your life. As I was sewing that tie into his life, Sandra McClellan was coming down the aisle of the church with one of the most beautiful Ralph Lauren polo blazers. Amen. A doctor that um, she did some work for asked her if she knew anybody that Mike could wear that blazer because it didn't fit him. So are you seeing, obviously she had that blazer to give to me before I ever sewed the tie. So I sewed the tie and immediately reaped the harvest from the, from the, the blazer. Okay, now, again, it doesn't always work that way. But the financial seeds that were planted tonight by faith, we now enter into confident expectation, right? That He is going to increase our seed, multiply our bread. He's going to open the windows of heaven, pour out blessing on us we don't have room enough to contain. We have given bountifully, we will reap bountifully. Give and it will be given unto you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Shall men give back, back into your life. Amen. So that's what the Word says. We've responded to that by faith. We've given now because we've responded by faith. The Bible says that we enter into hope. We enter into a confident expectation of receiving a harvest on the financial seed we just planted by faith. I said I wasn't going to receive another offering, but I'm about ready to give another to myself. Amen. Right? We receive a harvest because we did it by faith. And, and now, notice, we have hope of financial increase. Well, pastor, you're not supposed to give to get. That's like telling a farmer he shouldn't plant corn to get corn. God set this thing up for you, my friend. If you want to increase financially, plant some money. Anything you want more of in your life, if you want more friends in your life, plant friendship. If you want more shoes in your life, give some shoes away. You want more clothes in your life, give some clothes away. Amen, I'm telling you. So now we have this, this next component of this whole process, and it's called hope. It's a confident expectation of receiving some benefit, some reward. You say, well, we shouldn't expect reward. God said you must believe He rewards those who, who honor Him and who seek Him and who exercise faith in Him. You must believe He is and you must believe He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. This idea that we shouldn't confidently expect is silly. It's not supported. What does the Word say? That's the question 
We asked him, what does the word say about it? Not what does tradition say about it? Not what does religion say about it? Not what does greedy people say about it? Not, not what does people who are afraid to prosper say about it? What, is the, what does our Father say about it? His desire for you is to live a like nothing life. He says all kinds of things about it. I wish above all things you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Give you knowledge of witty inventions. Give the ability to get wealth. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich. He adds no sorrow with it. We, on and on and on. Amen. So we hear about this. Faith by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. God said it, so if God said it, it has to be true. Is He a man that He would lie? Is He a man who would tell you to give and it will be given unto you and you give and it not be given unto you? How about this one? He says, He who gives to the poor lends to the Lord and He will repay. If you give to people in need, you will never be without. You give by faith to the right heart and attitude not to embarrass somebody or be seen of men. You give to somebody in need. God said, you gave it to them, but it's as if you let me borrow it. And I will repay Sounds to me like you can't lose with that proposition. From time to time, my dad will ask me to order him something on Amazon. He never pays me what it costs. He always pays me more. If I order him some... My dad... He's in his 80s, dudes, but he is, a, he is an exercising man. I'm, you know, order him some supplements or something, you know, Amazon. If it's $38, you guarantee he's going to hand me 40 and won't take the change, right? Notice what, I'm, what am I saying? You know, I'll never go broke lending to my father. Are you seeing this? Amen. I'm like, Dad, please, no, you, you know, just don't even pay me this time what you gave me last time, right? No, son, here, you know, just to. But again, are you, are you, but see now faith, faith is, is exercised here. Faith is involved here. So now we come into this confident expectation. The confident expectation is not without basis. This part, and I, you don't just have genuine hope because you decided to have some hope. Genuine hope that will not disappoint, as the Bible says, it's supported by something. It's got a foundation under it. And that foundation, my friend, is faith. We have confident expectation of receiving financial increase based upon tithes and offerings given by faith. That's a whole different kingdom, a whole different world from, man, I sure hope my finances turn around for the end of the year. 
right? Man, I sure hope I get a raise. I sure hope I get that job. I sure hope I get a better job. I sure see again, that's that's desire. That's at best wishful thinking. That's not genuine hope. Man, you start stepping out in faith with your money, you'll be believing God to own the company. Faith, man, faith growing strong. Man, I'm fixed to be a partner in this thing. How many bosses' jobs have you gotten over the years, Matt? I was just sitting there thinking about that. Quite a few. I don't think he'd mind me telling you this. He started years ago. I do it too. I don't, I don't tithe on what I, what I got. I tithe on what I want to make. Amen. Are you hearing me? <laughs> See, Amen. Tithe on what you want to make. And then when you make that, tithe on what you want to make next. Amen. Come on, somebody looking like I'm crazy. It's faith. It's confident expectation. Lord started speaking to me about that book. I, the Lord's enabled me to to, to plant that book in some folks' lives. Amen. And I, I, am, I am so excited about it. And, and, and this is what I told the Lord. He, see, the Lord will give you stuff to say. So I'm saying this is what I told him, but this is what he told me to tell him. Amen. Are you ready? Father, I didn't write that book to make a million dollars. I wrote that book to see a million lives change for your glory. Amen. All right. See? Amen. Okay, amen, come on, thank you. Let's see, that's my faith. That's my faith. Praise God. Praise God. Now that means a million folks gonna have to receive that book, right? And see, here's the thing. Lord moved on my heart to, to, to plant a bunch of those books and all of a sudden, somebody calls me out of the blue and says, well, one brother, I, I, he'd probably get embarrassed if I say his name. On Some of you know who I'm talking about. Man, he likes sends money every month. The men and women at the foundry need this book. The men and women at Love Lady need this book. He, he, he's buying bunches of them off Amazon, sending me money. Give them, give them, give, yes, again, see, notice now, Pam and I are sewing books, and now she, she handed me an envelope yesterday. One person I know, another person, I have no idea who they are, sent me a check, buy some books and give them to people who need them. Right, you see, again, I, it just, I, and I've just started planting them. Now, I, people don't even know we're sending me money to buy more books and plant more. Why do I have confident expectation about, man, listen, I got I don't know if I ought to tell you what I'm thinking or not. Pam and I have been discussing something, right? Every year at the minister's conference out at Kenneth Copeland's place, um, he's the givenest ministry man. I just like go to the mailbox and there's like a Bible in the mailbox, you know, that, he's, that, that he sent me. I mean, just, that's just the way the man lives his life. And, and so um, sometimes at the minister's conference in January, you know, you just like leave out of a service 
and there are folding tables with books stacked this high on them. Or one year it was uh, uh, catalogs of I don't know how many DVDs, CDs in them, right? Just giving them away. Just if you want one, take one. Get them. Praise God. Be blessed. Amen. Man, I, I, come on now, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm saying it, right? I really feel like the Lord's leading me to see if, if I can just stack that whole four you're full of becoming a threat to addiction. See, there's ministers from not just all over the United States, all over the world. See, man, you're talking about a, a, a way to get the word out, a way to distribute, a way to put the bread on the water, man. That's what the Lord told me. Just keep putting the bread on the water. It'll come back on every wave, every wave, every wave. See, see that's a, right. You, you throw, watch this now. You ever been to the ocean? Them waves just keep coming, right? You take the bread, you throw it out there one time, and then every wave brings it back. It just keeps coming, keeps coming, keeps coming, keeps coming, keeps coming, keeps coming. All right? Amen. Okay. So just pray with me about that. Amen. That's, whew, that'd be a big seed. Amen. I like, I like big harvest, though, so let's plant a big seed. Amen. Amen. All right. So praise God. I haven't read the text yet, and I'm out of time. But are you still with me? So confident expectation is supported by faith. And faith is some response to what God has said. And the reason we're responding to what God has said is because God said it. So hope is supported by faith. Faith is supported by what God has said. And what God has said is supported by God Himself. It's a firm foundation. Amen. Amen. Now, Let me, let's just praise God. Therefore I say to you, Jesus speaking, Mark eleven twenty four, 24, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Okay? The Passion Translation. This is the reason I urge you to boldly believe for whatever you ask for in prayer. Believe that you have received it and it will be yours. English Standard Version. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. The New Living Translation. I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. The Weiss Translation. On this account, I am saying to you, all things, whatever you are praying and asking for, be believing that you received them, and they shall be yours. I like that. It's different there. Be believing, right? What it is, is there's a verb tense used here that's hard to translate into English. Okay? We hear believe, and we think, you know, we'll just believe it. But now he says, be believing. All right? So... Praise God. Holman Christian Standard. Therefore I tell you, all the things you ask and pray for, believe that you have received them and you will have them. Are you seeing a pattern here? But th there's, there's this implication though, I, I say implication is clearly stated, but is that there's a, there's a period of time between 
I believe I have received and actually possessing it. Actually having it. Okay? Are you seeing this? We've got to understand how faith works here. So, one more. God's Word translation. That's why I tell you to have faith that you've already received whatever you pray for. That you have already received whatever you pray for. That you've already received whatever you pray for and it will be yours. I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. Vanessa shared a testimony last Wednesday evening about this. One of the things that, and I think those of you who've heard me teach and preach for some time now, you know that one of the things I do is I pick a verse and I meditate that verse. I mutter that verse to myself, especially when I lay my head on a pillow at night or if I wake up in the middle of the night. And one of the things that, that I've just been simply doing is the things that I've, I've asked for and I believe I've already received, I'll just sit there and, and, and in a spirit and a heart and a grat- attitude of gratitude, thankfulness to Father. Father, I believe I've already received that. I believe I've already received. I, I, I believe that, in other words, just I'll say that. I, don't, I'm not, I wanted to say a hundred times. I probably said it many thousand times, you know, over an extended period of time. But remember the woman with the issue of blood. She said within herself continually, if I touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made well. If I touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made well. If I touch the hem of his garment, I will, I'll be made well, right? So, you know, Father, I believe I've already received. I believe I've already received. I believe I've already received that. I believe I've already received that. I'm not, I'm not waiting to, or believing that I will receive it. I believe that I have received it. I'm not believing I will be healed. I'm believing I, I, I have been healed. Amen. Even if something's still hurting on me, I believe that I have already received healing. And based upon the releasing of my faith and believing that I have already received it, I now confidently expect and look forward to having what I believed I've already received. Am I losing you here? It's, 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 it's very, very important. All right, now, I'm out of time. Let me, I, I want to give you this right here because somebody needs to hear this, all right? So there's the phrase, have faith you have already received. Begin to renew your mind to that. Begin to think of faith once it's released and once you pray and once you speak is you believe you've already received it. Okay? All right, now. This is where it breaks down for a lot of folks because I believe I will receive is not the same as I believe I have already received. Believing you will receive is not the same as believing you have received. There's a difference. There's a difference. And the difference is the difference between receiving and not receiving. Now, this is strong, okay? This is strong, but just, and if, if you disagree with this, that's fine, all right? But I was meditating on this a couple of weeks ago. And think about it for a moment. What is the difference between believing you will receive? That's the wrong slide. I'm sorry. What's the difference between believing I will receive? Is it not just another way of saying I will believe when I receive? I believe I will receive is pretty much the same as I will believe when I receive. In other words, if we're waiting till we receive to believe, that's not faith. Faith doesn't, I'll believe it when I see it. Faith believes it's mine 
when everything I can see, everything I can hear, everything I can smell, everything I can touch, everything I can taste says I haven't received nothing. But faithfully as I have received, already received. See the difference here? See, saying believing I will receive is just another way of saying I will believe when I receive. One more, you ready? How about this one? Believe with me for a good report on Friday. <laughs> Believe with me for a good report on Friday. Now, on the surface, it sounds so good. It sounds so right. What's, what's the problem with this? We haven't believed we've received yet. If we still have doubt, don't we? Don't we? Right? Notice, notice now. If you believed you've already received, it doesn't matter what the report says Friday. If you're waiting to see what the report is on Friday to believe you've been healed, right? then you haven't believed you've received your healing yet. That's strong. I know that's strong. Are you, you hear, you see the difference. I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'm trying to show you the difference. Believing you've already received versus believing I will receive. Believing I will receive, just another way of saying, I'll believe when I receive. Believe with me for a good report on Friday. Amen. What do we need to do? By His stripes I was healed. I speak now to this sickness in the name of Jesus. I receive the healing that He suffered and bought and paid for on my behalf. I release my faith. Listen, you may, you may need to feed on some scriptures for a few days on healing and get that faith built up in you and then release it. And when you release it, draw a line in the sand. I believe I have already received my healing. I received it when I asked for it. And when I asked for it, I believe I've already received it. And it doesn't matter what the report says. Not waiting for the report to tell me whether or not I'm healed. I've already got a report that tells me I'm healed. Stand with me, praise God. Well, praise God. I had some exciting stuff to tell you tonight, but we got that far with it. Are you okay? Everybody good? Whew. Look at me for a minute. Look at me for a minute. I got to tell you this. I got, thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. It's 808. We're good. We're good. Amen. Believing God and releasing faith is a deliberate, intentional action. It is a choice. You choose to believe. Just like people choose not to believe. You choose to believe. Once you've chosen to believe that you've already received, then, based on that, you stand on it and you choose to rejoice in hope. You choose to rejoice in hope. And if your hip's still hurting, you put your hand on your hip and say, Father, I thank you. Wednesday night... 
And a few minutes after eight, I believe I received healing for my hip. I believe I've already received it. And now I am confidently expecting. Right? It's a deliberate, intentional act. We can choose hope. Or, just like Abraham chose not to consider everything that was against him, instead he chose to gl give glory to God for the promise he made him and his ability to do what he said he was going to do. Amen. Father, you're good to us. We love you. Thank you for life and peace. Let everything we put our hands to tonight, tomorrow, the rest of this week prosper for your glory. Father, help us. Show us, Holy Spirit, please show us things that we need to deal with problems in our lives. We need to release some faith on. Y'all look at me for a minute. Look at me for a minute. Chuck and I, I'm not going to go into it because it's personal. It, it is a financial matter from many years ago in his life. And it looks impossible. It's a financial problem with a lot of zeros. Amen. And we talked about it this morning. We agreed to a plan. He brought that plan to me in my office. And Chuck and I laid our hands on that plan. And we agreed. And we called that mountain moved into the sea. It was about 6.56. On September the 25th. That financial mountain in Chuck Stewart's life was moved into the sea by faith. And we entered into a confident expectation about it. I'm just curious if anybody in here would like to celebrate and rejoice with us tonight. Amen. 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 And it'll be, it'll be your story to tell, brother, in, in not too many days from, from now. Praise God. Praise God. Be blessed. Take somebody's hand. Hug somebody's neck. Love somebody in Jesus. Good things coming. We'll see you tomorrow or Sunday or sometime soon. Good things.